or you put it together, you know, anyway, anyway, you know, finish it up and everything, blood or whatever, and uh, put it all together, get it all sided in there, and then you kill a deer with it. Yeah. You know, you, you've, you, you've built your own gun, you know, per se, you know, put it together, you know, and then you've, 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 you've killed a deer with it. And, uh, that would be, you know, that's when I, when, when I killed my first deer. It has meaning. It has meaning. It was like, wow, you know. Right. Yeah. That, you know, so something, I, something we put together, you know, I didn't just go off the, just off the store shelf and buy. Mm-hmm. Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand, walking in the early Wise Eye presents, welcome to American Roots Outdoors. We are in the studio. Yay! <laughs> yeah, Alex had, had me uh, drive with him today, so I could, uh, be, I was like his little uh, portable tom-tom. <laughs> he couldn't remember how to get to the studio, so I'd be like, turn left here one mile. Oh, so we're we're going to call you uh, Garmin from now on. There you go. Yeah, and be sure to cross the street. Right, I said, you're coming up to the next street. <laughs> yeah, turn the next street, <laughs> not road. Street. street. When you get off the gravel street... <laughs> and you hit the paved go road to, go toward the sun for five miles <laughs> there you go well anyway guys you know the rut's still going on redbone i had straight open back up three days ago yeah um my wise eye is getting more pictures of, of different bucks i've never seen no big ones coming into my property we had a great year everybody we shot five mature bucks and all on film and the Sheridan, boys, the Sheridan boys from Louisiana sure had a great time, and then I took a guy from Birmingham. He shot a nice buck. Mm-hmm. Then I harvested two bucks, one with a bow and one with a rifle. So you're done. I'm done. I'm done. I can shoot some does. And we got and muzzleloader season coming muzzleloader, up. Muzzleloader, yep. And you killed a nice buck, and Wayne's getting ready to start. Oh, yeah. We're going to muzzleload and bow hunt coming up here pretty soon as soon as you the know, doctor's I, released. I, I, have my, I got my buck tag reissued because I had to throw my deer away. Mm-hmm. So come muzzleloader season, I actually could get out and kill a buck with a muzzleloader. Beautiful. Outstanding. Yeah. Beautiful. Did you get to keep your antlers? I did, yeah. Yeah, well, I took deer to the processor. We cut his head off. I took it. Yeah. And then they found the abscess and said, yep, this deer's bad. Yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah. That's a shame. Well, anyway, we got muzzleloading season coming up here on the 25th of December, alternative. And we're going to do a three-part show with Mr. Boo Brawley. Uh, Brawley's Powderhorn, he's going to call in today, and we're going to get you started from A to Z in muzzleloading. The first show here is uh, getting started with muzzleloading, and he's going to call in today. And that being said, that's going to be our topics for the next three weeks, muzzleloading. And uh, what about Missouri and Arkansas season, man? They killed some deer. Missouri. Uh, yeah, 100 and what, 189,000 just during the game. So we's, uh, we's up over... Six percent, six percent, about nine thousand over last year. It was wow. a six percent increase for Missouri, which which is good. Yeah, yeah. it's still not the two hundred and twenty five or the two hundred and thirty like we had yeah. know, ten fifteen years ago. Yeah, uh, but it was a really good year, and numbers are up. And uh, I think Arkansas is about holding where they have been okay. uh, for the last little bit. They're still hunting. I mean, this is the, as this show airs on Saturday. Uh, this is the final weekend of the Arkansas gun season. And uh, last weekend, Alex, kids uh, in Missouri had the second part of the youth hunt. They killed 3,500 more. Wow. 
So the kids in Missouri, what was it, around 10,000 first go-around. Yeah. Another 3,500, so, you know, 14,000 deer killed by the kids. I wish our turkey numbers was that good. <laughs> well, yeah, we got a little ways to go. You know, you talk to biologists and talk to some of the agents. They saying, man, I don't care what they say. We had an awesome hatch. Well, we're not seeing it in the birch tree areas for sure. I don't know what you're seeing down here in northern Arkansas and Arkansas, but they say north of Current River, uh, there was an excellent hatch. Yeah, I, I don't think so. South Missouri, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, different subject. Uh, talk about sports a little bit here. Thayer faced a tough, tough team, man. I was cheering for him. I listened to the game. Uh, East Buchanan just a uh, – you said it's it's a 1A school, and they had over 50 team, yeah, team class players. Yeah, class 1 school, and they had 53 kids out for football. It's got to be had, telling all of our schools down here something that they're doing that we're not doing. We had 23 just yeah. out for the game. So, so think about it. So well, they're doing and, and, something, and your, you know, your your favorite team, you know, Mountain View Birch Street of Liberty, thirty kids yeah. on, a, on a good year, thirty five, mm-hmm. and, and Thayer's the same way. I mean, even in the years when Thayer because they're the, recruiting, well, they're going out yeah. and they're, you know, what I'm saying, they're going out and getting kids and say, hey, let's play football. Yeah, you know, we need and to it, do that. The coaches need to do that, and they need to to inspire it in them. Hey, man, we'll do whatever it takes to get you here. We need you yeah. to play. But they had, but they had more kids out for football than Ava. Wow. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable, the yeah. number of kids that were out there. Now, that's counting, you know, freshmen through seniors. Yeah. But I think there were 23 juniors and seniors combined. And then the other 30 were all freshmen and sophomores. Hmm. So that's, that means next year they may have 16. <laughs> so wow. the teams left in our area that's playing the, the state championships, was it Hannibal beat West Plains? Uh, yeah, a while back. Now, really, the, I mean, in the area – uh, boy, Lamar, Webb City, over in Southwest. I think they're the only two left around. You know, Haytai got beat by Marceline. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and what a great game. Uh, went right down to the wire. Marceline kicked a field goal as time expired to win it, to beat them after, after blowing a two-touchdown lead. But. Well, any teams in our area that uh, in the championships, we wish you the best of luck. And now basketball season's kicked off. Liberty yeah. played uh, Winona Wildcats last night. JV, uh, Winona JV beat our JV in overtime. Right. And our varsity beat their varsity by right. 11 points, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Winona's got some talent. Alton is really good. That's Alton, what we Alton's hear. undefeated. They're ranked number three in class two. Okay. Uh, Thayer Bobcats are ranked number three in class three. Mm-hmm. We're at class three basketball. I don't understand all that. Yeah, well, it's it's because of what's the number, Liberty? Liberty be a class three in basketball? Uh, class uh, three, I think yeah. so. Uh, if not four, I have to look. I didn't. I don't remember class when three. the new came out, but yeah. uh, it all changed. I mean, everything's yeah. all changed around discombobulated, and that happens every two years. But uh, Norwood is ranked number one in class two. Wow, wow. Well, there you have it, everybody. We're going to go to a break. We come back. We're going to talk about how to get started in muzzleloading. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more. Right after this. Hey, y'all, it's Tyler Farr, and you're hanging with me and my good buddy, Alex Rutledge, on American Roots Outdoors. Wishing on some love. I've been on a big board for a while. I can load him in the back of my truck. We can take it to a holiday. Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day? I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move. 
Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is going to come through. Really? Wise Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera? On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com. And how do I find out more information about these guys? You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Use WiseEye. Hornady Ammunition presents Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors, second segment of the show. We are in the studio, Redbone. Mike Crace, Wayne Locke, and Alex Rutledge in the studio. Had been here in a while, and as promised, we got on the phone. Uh, the owner of Brawley's Powder Horn, Mr. Boo Brawley, David Brawley, and one of the best gun experts in the country, Redbone Wayne. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy is... I mean, he, he's anal about everything. But uh, a topic of our show, again, is getting started in muzzleloading. And, and by the way, welcome to the show, Boop. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. So let me Glad ask you. Here. Yeah, well, you're awesome. We can't think of a better candidate or guest to be on our show with us to talk about muzzleloading, rifle, uh, gun repairs, uh, anything to do with guns. But uh, muzzleloading. Let's talk about muzzleloading. Where did muzzleloading found? Uh, where was it founded? Where was it created? And when was it created? Uh, the muzzleloader itself or the yeah. seasons? or Yeah, muzzleloading itself, the muzzleloader. Oh. What, what would you date what? back to? Oh, my goodness. Plumb back uh, probably. Pilgrims. Well, with the invention of black powder. Um, I'm not exactly positive when the Chinese invented it, but it was way back there, 14 maybe hundreds or earlier um and your first muzzle loaders were actually just a piece of uh, metal or iron that they bored a you know hammered out a hammered out around a you know and made a hole in and then just put a little touch hole in it and held it with their hand really yeah yeah That's yeah crazy. it was uh, quite the <laughs> quite the uh Dangerous thing, I would think. <laughs> in your hand. Like a bottle oh, rocket. Had back then. <laughs> like a bottle uh, rocket. And then it just progressed, you know, of course, from the little just reaching over and touching it, you know, with a lit stick, you know, ember on a stick, you know, to set it off to <laughs> wick, or, you know, yeah. as we know, you know, yeah. and then uh, uh, had the match lock, which had the little. You know, it had the hammer, but it had a little burning ember on a on a rope that just Crazy. dipped into a little pan of powder. Uh, and from that to the wheel lock, you know, which spun, mm-hmm. and on to, on a piece of flint, which sprayed sparks, you know, then. And uh, from that, it progressed to the flint lock. And then from the flint lock, you know, to the cap lock. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, from the cap lock, you know, to what we see now is modern, you know, almost space-age muzzleloaders compared to what they were, you know. Well, you know, I would have hated to have been alive and, and, and been in a battle with one of those that used a little rope and go, 
Excuse me. I must dismiss myself. Yeah, yeah. My rope is wet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, believe it or not, there was battles called off because of rain. Yeah. Well, is that you know, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Wow, we're not going to fight yeah. today because it's raining, everybody. Yeah. Okay. So, can't so, fight today. You're getting my powder. You, know, you, you always heard the term, keep your powder dry. Yeah. Well, they couldn't. You know, then, I mean, yeah, you got your little burning rope thing on there. Um <laughs> I think the seems like the Spanish were yeah. the inventors of a lot of this stuff, you know, and the the, the matchlock with the rope, you know, and then it progressed on up. But um, actually, one of our American inventions, as far as uh, actually, is what called the under hammer. Under Your hammer was down under and straight in line to the powder charge, rather than on the side that went down and then sideways, you know. Had to go into the you know the cap lock into the uh -huh. nipple and then into the charge. Um, that's that's a pure American invention right there. The the under hammer. Under hammer. Uh, Real quick, yeah, explain in a, in a short explanation. Basically, a muzzle loader is a again reiterating a hollow barrel, and mm -hmm. you put your charge, which is the powder, black powder, into the barrel. Then you got a nipple mm -hmm. now, and you put a center fire cap, or not a center fire cap, but a cap on top, a primer on top of the nipple. Mm -hmm. And when the hammer yep. hits that, it ignites it, then it causes the nice. explosion, the black powder to ignite to push the projectile out the uh -huh. barrel of the gun. That's a, that, that's right. Yeah, that's that's the gist of it right there. Yeah, it uh, the cap the cap goes off from because of the smash of the hammer, the friction mm -hmm. you know, in between. The priming compound is, is very volatile, very, yeah. very uh, um, touchy, you know. Yeah, ignites. And uh, mm -hmm. that, you know, when that smashes that primer or the cap, then it, you know, against that nipple, you know, it smashes it in between the two pieces of metal. Then the fire, of course, goes down the nipple, mm -hmm. you know, and then directly into the, then into the powder charge. Yeah. yeah, and uh, then of course you know by the ignition of that powder, the gas then you know as the powder burns, uh, then it you know forces the ball or bullet you know out of the out of the gun. Yeah, you know I've shot elk with a muzzleloader. I've shot whitetail with a muzzleloader. I've shot turkeys with a muzzleloader. I've killed mm -hmm. all three animals. Uh, those three animals with a muzzleloader. Wayne's going to muzzleload this year, I believe. Yeah, and I can't wait to get out. <laughs> I'm hoping to get cleared by my surgeon on uh, Friday here. That's my next appointment, and I can start pulling my bow back and start shooting a gun. And I've got uh, I got a nice muzzle loader. I'll be shooting for the first time. Uh, CVA Wolf is the one I've been shooting for the last probably 15 years. But I showed Alex my gun the other day, pulled it out, and he's like, I'll buy that off you. <laughs> it's a oh, um, sell it? it. It was the very the serial number on it is zero 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 one. Yeah, and it's oh, wow. one of five that were made for the state of Ohio. So oh, wow. it was the first one off the assembly line for the state of Ohio. Um, and what brand? That was a um, CVA. No, 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 no. That's not. That's a uh, traditions. CVA. You said CVA. No, no. CVA Wolf is yeah. what I oh. used to shoot. Oh, okay. But this it's a traditions, and there was five made for each state, and mine was the very first one off the assembly line, and the first one for the state of Ohio. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, Alex, you talked about all those animals you've killed with your muzzleloader. Ever killed a squirrel with a muzzleloader? Never have. I used to squirrel hunt with my old fifty caliber Hawkin. Oh, just, wow. just because. Just because. And <laughs> just because I wanted to. 
And uh, yeah. one time there was a big old fox squirrel sitting on a limb, and I pulled down. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, maybe the second or third one that I shot. Well, I pulled down, and he wasn't but about 10 feet up in the air. And I hit him with that 50 caliber ball. <laughs> that squirrel flew about 40 feet. <laughs> I, I finally found him and he, he was, in Mountain View. He was he was he was in, he was in a brush yeah. pile. You're not going to believe this. He was in a brush pile, and I went over there to pick him up, and he blinked. He blinked. He blinked. I had shot the hair right off the top of his head. Oh, you just grazed him. I just oh. grazed. You gave him a mohawk. Yeah, I gave him a mohawk. I mean, a reverse yeah. mohawk. A reverse mohawk. His, his hair looked like mine. <laughs> hair on the sides, yeah, nothing on top. You ain't alone. Wayne has no hair. And, and I thought, uh, I'm sorry. Wayne has hair. I Alex hair. losing hair. Mike has no hair in the middle. He said he lost all of it by scratching his head, thinking, "How am I going to get some more yeah. money on a Nina?" Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. But that was, you, have you had that happen, Boob? I heard you say. Yeah, yeah I had a, uh, at one time, I had a little uh, side-by-side 410 black powder shotgun. Wow. And I wow. killed a squirrel with it and a rabbit. I'd take a rabbit out just because, you know, huh? kind of the nostalgia of it. And I've Heritage. got, uh, a, it's, it's approximately a 20-gauge. Hmm. Uh, my uncle made many, many muzzleloaders, my Uncle Mac, certain. And uh, I've got one of his... Uh, shotguns he'd give me and uh, we shot ski with them of course it's hard to get off it's hard to pull a double with them but, <laughs> but, but uh, believe me you can bust you can bust a clay bird now I bet you uh, can but uh, yeah it's pretty they're really neat to hunt with black powder shotguns yeah. guys we're uh, going to go to a like break that. we come back we're going to talk more with Boo Brawley on how to get started in muzzling. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more right after this. Right here, right now. This is Chancy Walters listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge. Joe's our third bull. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors third part of the show third segment and again our special guest mr david boob brawley and boob how did you get your nickname let's talk about that real quick oh boob. way back in elementary school <laughs> I, right. they hung that handle on me and it's been there ever since well you ain't tell us how you got 45, it Just... 40 it's been there for 45 years old <laughs> <laughs> now boob let's talk about that. golly let's talk about you real quick Hey, I want to talk about you real quick. Bill, All right. You're in a wheelchair. Yep. Okay. And mm-hmm. you was a logger most of your life, and you was in a logging accident. Mm-hmm. Talk about that if you don't yep. care real quick. And inspire our listeners to not give up. Well, um, let's see. It'll be 30 years ago this January. Uh, about the, um, let me think. Close to the third, right in the third week of January, I think will be 30 years. Um, it was rough. It was, it was rough. I, mm-hmm. you know, in the beginning, I didn't have use of my hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I could that. move my arms, but I couldn't move my hands. Yeah. And, uh, I was having to be fed and that was probably one of the most embarrassing things. And I thought this ain't going to happen no more. And it was just a fight. I mean, just like, you know, Oh, it's just the hardest fight I've ever, the hardest fight I've ever in. And uh, to get my hands back, finally, finally I did. You know, I worked and with God's help. You know, I put her in, I got it, you know, my hands back. And 
and from that point, uh, talking about the muzzleloader hunting, I didn't. I muzzled hunt a little bit, not much, before my accident, and then uh, after the accident, uh, I had, I, and I've still got the gun. It's no fifty-eight Hawking, you know, old St. Louis Hawking, mm-hmm. fifty-eight caliber. And I always shot round balls out of it. And uh, after my accident, um, we started hunting like like at Peck Ranch. You know, I didn't know then. It took a while, but I didn't know that, you know, handicapped people um, and, and any listeners that are handicapped, you know, wheelchairs or whatever, can automatically get drawn in for Peck Ranch. You know, and that's muzzleloading and archery. Hmm. And uh, there's also, if you go... To the Corps of Engineers uh, at Wapapella Lake, there's also uh, your a handicap hunt down there every year that you can get on their website and look for. But anyway, uh, after the accident, I got in more and more into muzzleloading, you know, into into hunting uh, with uh, muzzleloaders, and it just went from there, you know. And and once you kill a deer with uh, with a muzzleloader, it's like wow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you. You know, uh, especially with the hawk and like you know, like I used. I'm I'm actually going to go for the first time modern this year down at Peck Ranch with a scoped muzzleloader. I always hunted with a, you know, just open sights and, uh, but uh, on my hawking. But uh, it it once you kill one with a muzzleloader, it's it's really something. You know, uh, you get that feel what it was like you know, in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you, when that's all they had. Yeah. You're really you know, going back to your American roots right there. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, that's, betcha. and I, that, yeah. I think that's the you beauty know. of it. And the popularity of the muzzleloading is, is the nostalgia. Yeah. And I was going to, yeah. and you just mentioned you were going, you know, modern this year with the scope and, uh-huh. um, and that yep. have you received any negative feedback from that? Because, you know, you look at no. art, let's, let's take archery. You got the recurve guys will say, yep. well, you know, they hate the compound bow guys who then hate the crossbow guys because there's always that infighting. You know, the more modern you get, the you know, the more fighting there is. So I know like in Ohio, we had a, there was a large group of guys that, I mean, they go out there with their deer skin, you know, pants and their traditional, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. pour the powder in, you know, had the little horn and everything yeah. they kept their powder in. Yeah. And then they would look, you know, they'd curl their, you know. Uh, fingers and point their noses up in the air when you you know walked out with your muzzle loader, which is you know mm-hmm. a modern muzzle loader. And me, I always shot open sights because, of course, none of my shots were more than seventy five yeah. yards to begin with because I hunted yeah. in the woods. But um, mm-hmm. you know, are you finding any negative feedback now? You know, now that you're going more modern, no, um, not really. I you know I never thought. Well, my eyes ain't quite as good as they they you know were when I was. 25, you know, uh, and, you know, you get to, you know, you get to hunt just a little bit earlier, a little mm-hmm. bit later, mm-hmm. you know, with the, with the scope, mm-hmm. uh, muzzleloader, you know, and make more ethical shots when it's earlier yes. or later. Yes. You know what I mean? You know, you see, but as far as negative, no, um, no, no, I really can't say, um, you know, they have any negative feedback on it, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm, it, it extends seasons that, you know, for people, um, you know, and like I say, the, you can get, you know, special hunts, you know, get maybe drawn into other areas, other, you know, um, but, uh, 
As far as negative feedback, I don't nah, not really. Okay, because you know, I I just wasn't I, sure. I got I got to honestly say though, in the beginning, I was kind of skeptical of these inlines, and mm-hmm. but the inline muzzleloader is actually getting aged. You know, getting some age on it now. Mm-hmm. You know, the modern what we consider modern, right? You know, the modern muzzleloader is starting to get. You know, it's starting to get pretty. You know, aged anymore. You know, it's been around now for a long time. Them inline, but they're very accurate. The inline, yeah, they're very. very oh gosh, yeah. I've got. I'll tell you, what, I've got an old, a good friend of mine. He gave me this muzzleloader many years ago, and I've re, I, I was reluctant to use it. I was a I was a purist, I guess you could say. You know, my Hawkins, and I thought, you know, I'm going to break that out this year and put a scope on everything. And I, it's an old old night, one of the old and. Uh, Anyway, uh, I thought I'm gonna kill a deer with this, you know, just because he gave it to me. And but you know, the, and I even got put the uh, white hot, white hot, you know, uh, uh, pellets and everything in it. And I thought oh, I'm gonna try it and and uh, modern bullets and everything. And you know, I was extremely surprised at the accuracy of it. You You're know, shooting a hornady bullet, right? You're shooting a hornady bullet. Yeah, Sabbath. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, and they're accurate. I'm telling you, I mean, it's accurate. And I'm, I mean, see, I would be reluctant to shoot at one at a hundred yards with my Hawking. I wouldn't hesitate for a heartbeat with this thing. Oh yeah, you <laughs> know, not for not in a for a second. There you have it, folks. Uh, Inline yeah. muzzle loaders are more accurate than yeah. a lot of the older muzzle loaders because of the no. new technology. And even though the inlines are aged, they're still one of the most accurate oh, yeah, muzzleloaders yeah. out there. Yeah. We're going to go to a break. Yeah. We come back, we're going to wrap up the radio part of the show with David Boo Brawley talking about how to get started in muzzleloading. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more right after this. Hey, everybody. This is Michael Water with Bone Collector, and you're listening to my buddy Alex Rutledge on American Roots Outdoors, man. Don't miss an episode. Around your heart, so you never gotta worry what the wind might do. American Roots. Hi, everybody. This is Alex Rutledge with American Roots Outdoors. How many of you need an attorney? If you're like me, sometimes you do. I go to Zane Prevet at the Prevet Law Office, Willow Springs, Missouri. No case is too big or too small. You can call Zane at 417-469-3535. Zane Brevet at the Brevet Law Office. This is Alex Rutledge, and he is my attorney. True North Tree Stands presents... Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors Radio and Podcast Show. This is our final segment of the radio show. We have a bonus segment coming up after this. And to listen to the bonus segment, you must become a podcast listener. You go to any podcast carrier and listen to our show, Apple, Buzzsprout, uh, Spotify, Spotify, yeah, wherever, Pandora, you Pandora, name it, we're, we're everywhere. It. So, we're, and we're now on Facebook podcast. Is that right? Yes, Good. Facebook has a, cool. their own podcast now, and we are on Facebook podcast now. So, Wayne, tell them what they got to do. Just look up your, uh, go to your favorite podcast carrier, type in American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge, 
uh, click on it, uh, subscribe or like, depending upon how they word it. Uh, there's no cost to it, and you'll get updates uh, every time a new episode is released right to your phone. Please leave us a review, um, and uh, make sure you leave your name in the review so when we draw winners, uh, you'll have your chance. We can get a hold of you. And uh, we just sent out uh, three packages a couple of weeks ago, some winners, and we'll be drawing a winner next week. And, of course, we got our big year-end package. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, our package was worth almost $500, and I imagine this year's going to be big, probably a little bit yeah. more than that. So, Well, with inflation, yeah. Well, true, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, but with, uh, you know. Because of Biden. With, de- with delayed in shipping, you know, you might get it by next year. It so. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, Boo, I got a question for you. And I want to, for yeah. people that are just getting into muzzle loading, I know years ago, and Alex is about the same age as me in that and Redbone. You know, they had the, the CVA muzzleloader kit. You know, they'll, they'll build it yourself. That's That seemed to be for not only me, but most of my friends that wanted to try it. A, we just enjoyed building it because it was cool to do. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was our first muzzleloader. Now, for people coming in nowadays, because, you know, that was before modern muzzle loading, what do you recommend mm-hmm. for people coming in now? Do you want them, you know, do you think they should go back to the... The old CBA kits, I know they still sell them, or do you have something oh, yeah. you know different that yeah. you would rather see them get? Yeah, well, that's the way I got my 58, my first one. It was was in a kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my uncle put it together, and uh, like I said, I've killed several deer with it now. And uh, uh, But that's the way I got it. And if if they want to do that's great. You know, that, that that's great. You know, if they want to put their own gun together, and, and it, it's a it's a really... You know, you think it's like this, you know, you, you, you build your own gun or you put it together, you know, anyway, anyway, you know, finish mm-hmm. it up and everything, blood or whatever, and uh, put it all together, get it all sided in there, and then you kill a deer with it. Yeah. You know, you, you've, you, you've built your own gun, you know, per se, you know, put it together, you know, and then you've, 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 you've killed a deer with it. And uh, that would be. You know, that's when I, when, when I killed my first deer. It has meaning. It has meaning. It was like, wow, you know. Right. Yeah. You know, so something, I, something we put together. You know, I didn't just go off the, just off the store shelf and buy. Mm-hmm. So, boo. And, uh, and uh, but uh, if you, but, you know, if you don't want to go that route, you know, and you don't want to spend a lot of money, well, like I said, traditions, CVA, you know, those, they've got, you know, the cheaper line of their muzzleloader, but they're really good. Yeah. You know, they're really good muzzleloaders. So, Boob, if somebody, really want, somebody wants to get started, they can come to your shop, and you, you've got some muzzleloaders there, and you can order muzzleloaders yep. for them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Will you want. give yep. them a crash course, how to load the gun, how to maintenance? And we're going to talk about all that through this three-part oh, yeah. series of yeah, shows absolutely. next three weeks. But uh, So if somebody hears this on the show, can they come to your shop and order whatever they want? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. and I'm tell, be more proud. You know, be more glad to help them. Okay, you know, tell us your address. How, whatever they need, you know, how to load it and different things like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. What is your address, Boop? It's seven five zero seven State Highway nineteen. It's Winona, Missouri. Six five five eight eight. So you come into Winona, whether you're coming from the east or west, you take 19 south outside of yep. Winona towards Alton, and you're going to be on the right out there about a mile and a quarter. Yep, about a mile. Yep, yeah. right at a mile. Just about a mile to the right, just look for the Brawley's Powder Horn. Yeah. Yep. And the shooting yep. range. Yeah, shooting range, everything right there. This guy. Oh, yeah, you know, it's right he, there. Free. It's free to use. Yeah. Um, 
We don't charge to shoot on our range. Yeah. Uh, uh, Boob, I got a question for somebody that, that's wanting to get started, kind of where we're at here today. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you what, do you have a gun that you would suggest over some of the others? Well, uh, oh, they're all got really good ones anymore. Um, I have sold uh, several, like the CBI Optimas, uh, you know, those type, you know, the brake barrel. A lot of the guys are liking the brake barrel mm-hmm. models, you know, because they're so much easier to get the breech plug out of. you got your quick-release breech plugs now, you know, where like the old ones, you know, like, well, like my old night. You know, sometimes the breech plugs are hard to get loose, you know, and get them out to clean them and, and uh, you know, all that. But, uh, I, you know, it, well, it depends on how, how, how much they want to spend. You know, really, it, it depends sure. on how much that person wants to spend. And uh, if uh, you don't want to spend a lot, you know, you can still, you know, still find uh, a decent brake barrel, you know, for for a good price. Um but uh, a lot of CVAs, I guess, is probably what I've sold probably the most of. Uh, some traditions, you know, but it's all you know, all depends on what the person's preference is. And what about uh, supplies for that gun? I mean, you got to have powder, you got to have uh, bullets, whether caps. you're shooting, you know, round uh-huh. balls, or you got to have your caps. You yep. got to, you know, all the stuff you yep. got to have. Is it uh-huh. readily available right now? Because you know, we got the supply well, chain shortage. There's and, a lot of things that's hard to come by right right at this time. You know. Um, as you know, I do have some number eleven caps. If you know, if any, if they still need some, I think I've got some number tens for some of the revolvers, the older revolvers. Um, I do carry keep black powder. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the few people that actually keeps actual black powder, you know, and because um, you got to have a special, you know, a different license, you know, for that, uh, and keep it in a locked metal, mm-hmm. you know, box and all this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, so a lot of people just don't you know, fool with it. But uh, I, I do sell actual black powder. Uh, and, uh, yes, bullets, uh, you know, various kinds, you know, round balls, uh, uh, you know, like the, you got the, you know, the Hornady. Uh, if they shoot a Sabbath bullet, you know, I, I, I do recommend that Hornady XTP. Oh, yes. Uh, that's one of the fantastic bullet, whether whether it's, in a, you know, it's a handgun bullet. And I, I can't even begin to tell you how many, thousands of them I've, I've loaded in different various handgun calibers of XTP bullets, and they're really good. Uh, you know, the Sabbath XTP Hornady's, you know, they make the uh, that new bore driver, you know, which would be, I guess, in comp, you know, kind of saying, you know, in the competition, you know, with the, with the CBA Powerbelt, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. bullets. Uh, and the SST MLs, you know, and they, they actually got one you can put uh, your pellets on mm-hmm. you know and have, and just shove the whole thing that uh, uh, it's got a stem you know you put your pellets on you can cut the stem off you know the link you know for two pellets three quarter hey boob and uh i need to cut you off <laughs> okay listen <laughs> we're going to talk right. about bullets in the bonus okay. segment okay everybody Alrighty. we want to thank you all for listening to Boo Brawley, Brawley's Powderhorn, How to Get Started in Muzzleloading. This is the three-part series. This is the number one series show so far. Boo Brawley, as you can tell, is very, very informative.
with muzzleloading. And passionate. And passionate. Passionate about it. Yeah. I had to say, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to yeah. wrap up the show, boom. Thank you so much for being the guest. Stay okay. on here. Yeah, we're not hanging up because we got the bonus statement coming up. And Wayne? Again, to reach the uh, to listen to the rest of the show, just go to your favorite podcast carrier, type in American Roots Outdoors, and you'll get the uh, remainder of the show on there. And if you missed any part of the radio show today, uh, you'll be able to hear that also. So you'll get the entire show plus a bonus segment by going to your favorite podcast carrier. There you go, everybody. Hey, get outdoors. Get get somebody outdoors with you, a child or your wife, your girlfriend, your neighbor, whoever. Get outdoors and start muzzleloading. Red when Bowl? your roots run deep and strong. There's no reason to fear the wind. So you never gotta worry what the wind might do. American Roots. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Amped Outdoors presents... Welcome back to the bonus segment of American Roots Outdoors again. David Boob Brawley with Brawley's Powderhorn talking about how to get started in muzzleloading and the closing of the radio show. We was talking about different types of bullets and had to cut David off because he's so passionate. But David, let's let's pick it back up there. Yeah, because when you, when you were talking, I mean, there's so many different kinds of bullets out there and that, you know, like I, I shoot oh, yeah. the uh, Hornady SSTs. Um, you know, that's one of my mm-hmm. favorite ones with the uh, you know, the triple mm-hmm. seven uh, pellets. But you were talking about they, they have the new one now that has the stem on it. You know, once you touch yeah, base well, on that one. Actually, it's been out for quite a while. Um, yeah, it, it's got, uh, you can actually push your your uh, pellets over it. And your 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 SSD bullets are in, in it. When it's got a stem that comes down, and you just stack your pellets on it, and then you clip your clip it off, you know where you want it. So you get like like a speed loading, you know, apparatus already there. Your mm-hmm. pellets are there, um, you know, uh, already on the back of the back of the bullet, and uh, you don't have to drop them in, then push it down. Uh, you know, it's already there. You just push the whole thing down. Uh, you know, on, on right on right to the bottom of the. And right. that's one thing. Uh, I don't know if we, you know, maybe get into it, Matt, but you, always, you know, want to make sure that everything's at the bottom and together. You know, your powder and your ball, or your bullet, whatever you're using is touching. Right. You know, there can't be an air gap between the two of them. Exactly. You know, you want to make sure it's down because uh, then it becomes an obstruction and it can blow your gun to pieces. Well, and a lot of people mark their ramrods. Is that mm-hmm. what you yes, would recommend? That's, right. that's mm-hmm. a good idea. Very, very good idea. Yeah. Now, Boob, I like loose powder over the pellets. What's your preference? And Wayne and Redbone? You know, I I, I do, too, honestly. Powder. Uh, though I'm using a, a pellets in this this night, um, I honestly do, too, really prefer loose. It's cheaper, you know, really, in the long run. Um, it I think it, it it's, it's more sure ignition, maybe. Yes. You know, I think, especially if you're not using a 209 primer, mm-hmm. you know, um, like where this one, I'm actually, this old muzzleloader I'm using had a had a number 11 nipple in it. I swapped it out for a musket cap nipple. You know, it shoots the old bigger musket cap, which has got a little more fire. And it's setting them off. It, you know, it really is. It's, it's, it's setting the, them hot hots off just fine, you know, that musket cap. 
So I got a question for you here, uh, Boob. Uh, getting started in muzzleloading, uh, someone that's at the target range, say they got their muzzleloader, uh, they, they've got it cleaned, they're loading their muzzleloader for the first time. Walk us through that procedure real quick. Well, uh, if you've got a clean board, make sure it's dry. That's, that's the number one. Um, a lot of times I like to pop a cap first, mm-hmm. you know, first thing. Uh, even on, you know, you know, clean, if you know, it's clean, shoot a, if you got a, a 209 primer, whatever it is, shoot, pop a cap to it, make sure that it's through, you know, you, you can hear it, it'll, you know, go down the barrel. Sometimes you can see if it's, you know, see, you can see a little flame come out down the, the barrel at the time, but, uh, make sure it's through. That's, that's me. You know, that's what I like to do. And then, you know, everything's dry, you know. Then drop it, and you'll measure out your powder or your pellets, whatever you're using. And when you push that bullet or ball, now if you're using a loose powder, you don't have to uh, uh, worry about this. But if you're using the stick, you know, the pellets, when you push that bullet down onto them pellets, you want to make sure you don't use so much force mm-hmm. that you break them. Mm-hmm. You know, the, they're not, you know, they're not unbreakable. They're, they're, they're actually fairly, can be fairly fragile. Mm-hmm. And when you push that bullet down, you don't want to bust or break those pellets, them pellets because it causes them to burn erratic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, you wonder, you know, why did that bullet or whatever, why did it go two inches one direction, some direction yeah. from my others because them other two went right there, but this one didn't. You know, even though when you clean between shots, whatever you do, and you wonder why did that one have such a fire? Mm-hmm. Well, it could be because of that erratic burning. It, it they, they burn, you know, they don't burn right. I mean, even though you hear it and it sounds, it kicks and everything else, it still ain't burning like it is intact. See, now I'm starting to you think know, they, that they, Alex is setting me up there because I'm just going to be muzzle loading for Missouri here for the first time coming up in a couple of weeks. And uh, we were talking about it, and he's like, you know, one of the things you're going to want to do, you know, when you get your ramrod down there, he says you're going to take a rock and you want to tap it. Make sure it's <laughs> nice. And, so now I, I don't want now, him killing them bucks. Right he's now. trying to keep me from killing the bucks that are on me going over to him. So, yeah. oh, I see there now. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, he's trying to set me up. All right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you're from Cleveland, and, you know, I figured yeah. you Just you talk slower. Anyway, I'll still understand. Because you live across the street. <laughs> right. And you don't Just, know everything about muzzleloading. Just so. use the loose powder, Wayne. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you don't have to worry about busting the loose stuff. Yeah, and yeah. actually, uh, Alex asked, you know, what? I use and what Redbone uses, and I myself, I use the triple uh, seven. That's what I like to use. Yeah. The pellets, yeah, good stuff. Yep. Yeah, and then, yeah. I like yeah. the loose powder. I'm a loose I, powder. I, I mean, because I, yeah, you know, like I said, I started with an old, you know, St. Louis Hawkins fifty caliber, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. that's all you could use in those back in the day. And I, it, it's just what I like. I like measuring the powder, putting yeah. it in. I just like, yeah. I just like everything about that process. Yeah. Well, the mm-hmm. thing is, and I think our listeners that need to hear this may be new to it. You need to know how much of powder to shoot. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. you don't just go in there and load up 150 grains of powder and dump it no. in your barrel. You want to start off with uh, uh, 80 to 100 grains to see where your bullet's mm-hmm. hitting. Then you tune your gun. We're going to talk about that yep. in next uh-huh. week's show, yep. how to tune your muzzleloader to be more accurate. But uh, we've got some great information, yeah. guys. This has been a good, very yeah. good show. And I just had one last question when we were to, to wrap up the bullet segment here is on the uh, the bullets. Do you like the um, the bullets that are, you know, with the pointed plastic tip 
or do you like the uh, do you prefer the flat ones the the um, open yeah, open ones? Oh, the hollow points. Yeah. Uh, well, I I really don't have a honestly. I could either one will kill just fine. Yeah. You know, it's up to it's up to now if you want to shoot long distance. You know, somebody that knows you know knows their gun and knows how it shoots and knows where to hold it. That you know, um, your pointed bullets, your ones with the rubber tips, like the SSTs, mm-hmm. uh, the horny SST stuff. I got you know that new. They, the more accurate, will they're more accurate. Fly, you know, a little better, you know, in distance right. than what the flat open, you know, hollow points do. Yeah, uh, little aerodynamic, I guess you could yeah. say aerodynamic. You know? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, next week we're going to talk about, again, repeating, uh, how to tune your muzzleloader, selecting the right bullet, the right weight of bullet. Uh, this could be a good show, part two. Boob, I want to thank you for being on. You bet. You betcha. You've brought a lot of knowledge to the show, hasn't he, Redbone? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, and, and Boob joins us just about every year, talk muzzleloaders, and yeah. it seems like we learn something every time. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I want to say thanks too because I'm there's so much knowledge you're gonna you have. I don't even know if three <laughs> three shows still probably wouldn't <laughs> cover half of what you could easily cover. But uh, this is a good start today. I think you know listeners got a, a good feel of getting started yeah. and and get comfortable. And yeah. next week we'll it expand so, it more yeah, and help them stay safe with it. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, we're gonna talk about safety too. Uh, always safety, safe, safe. Again, everybody, this is show number one, segment number one of a three-part series of how to get started in muzzleloading. Next week is fine-tuning your muzzleloader, dialing it in. We want to thank you for listening. Remember, share the outdoors with somebody you love. Pass on our great heritage of the outdoors. And remember, when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind.